You're my life, I count the cost, I take loss, accuse the treason, and I could die for this cause, and you might just be the reason, and in order to live, I must die, it's denial itself, and if you claim to be the way, that means there ain't no one else, I trust it, done, there ain't no room for discussion, so if you just don't get it, then let the just come with it, I know much more is required of all that I've been given, but if y'all claim to be alive, then you gotta start living, you know what? And we are not talking with children, but we are talking with game developers, and not all games are for children. Uh, we as gamers know that. But I feel like we've finally gone legit uh, with the Bifrost Bridge podcast because uh, we've had uh, Ben Petrie on the podcast before, and uh, we've had Jonathan Ong on before talking about movies, uh, but now we have them both on. And they're talking about their company and the games that they have developed. Uh, one of them is for sale right now. And you can find out more coming up next on the Bifrost Bridge podcast. You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. Yeah, I agree. So we're sitting in Denny's, so if you hear weird background music, it is not by our choosing. But we are talking about a game called Shoot Cows, uh, and we have the creators and developers of the game here with us. John, who was on the last podcast talking Hello. about movies, and Ben, who's been on many podcasts. Hello. And Corey, who is our driver. <laughs> yeah, I'm just here uh, to, to, you know, listen. Moral support. Yeah. I'm good at that. All right, so overall, let me ask you this. What is Shoot Cows? Describe the game to someone who's never heard of it before. What's it like? Shoot Cows is a survival horror comedy card game with cows. Tabletop card game. Tabletop card game. There you go. It's not an application. We get that question a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... So the premise of Shoot Cows is mad cow disease has triggered a zombie apocalypse of sorts. Uh, you and the other players each have a party of survivors and you're trying to survive it. You're uh, moving from location to location through the aptly named Holstein City. Uh, you're exploring, so you're flipping up random cards, trying to find weapons and items and trying not to get eaten by the killer mutant zombie cows. So how did you guys come up with the, the idea for the game? And uh, Well... It's, it's all Ben. This is Ben's baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the original idea I had from watching the movie Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Where the gangster guy uh, Tommy guns a cow. And it just, when I was a middle schooler, it just cracked me up for no reason. And I just thought there would be a great, it would be great. And at the time I wanted to be a video game developer. It would be great if there was a video game where that's all you did was just shoot harmless cows and so I came up with the name Shoot Cows and the basic premise of just shooting cows and then uh, it just was kind of an idea that sat in the back of my mind for years and then as an adult I didn't go into video game programming but I was very heavily into tabletop gaming and I thought this is something that I could at least 
get the initial design done by myself without having to have any knowledge of programming or a crew to help me like program and do the design work. So I just started making a card game and then the idea, since zombies were all the rage by that time, I thought, well, what about a zombie cow card game? And of course, mad cow disease kind of does that to cows in the real world, makes them mindless creatures that eventually die, so I thought that lended itself pretty easily to the whole premise. And the shoot cows in its modern form was born from that. So how long ago did you guys develop it? That was probably going on six years, seven years now. When I did the initial, like, yeah. When the, when the first uh, just cut out pieces of paper with, you know, writing on it. There was no pictures, nothing, and everybody was learning how to play the game. Seven, um, six or seven years. Yeah. yeah, it's been in development for about that long. Um, and that was also the big time when Kickstarter was a thing. And we saw on Kickstarter all of these zombie games and some of them were just stupid zombie games but because they were zombies they were making like thousands and millions of dollars just to develop and this was kind of our answer to that in some ways poking fun at zombie games you know but making it farm animals um but yeah it took it took a probably at least four years to work out all the kinks balance the game get it to you know a flowing uh, game that was, you know, consistent, but also it changes every time you play. Yeah, we were, in addition to designing the game, we were learning how to design games. So, the <laughs> first project took a long time because we were learning how to do everything from the ground up. And it was hard because the game, the game is uh, meant to be very, you know, sporadic and, and crazy. One of the uh, games that kind of, um, inspired it would be like Munchkin where, where you know we wanted to lend it to like anything could happen in this game you flip up a card and it could just totally change you know the game what the game's all about you know whereas you're backstabbing someone else because you're in the lead um, and you're trying to throw cows at them but then all of a sudden the herd is too big so everybody has to work together within the herd otherwise no one's going to win you know uh, that was challenging to balance out you know, and still make it fun for the players. Um, so, uh, did you guys, how did you, was it just you two, or did you bounce, like, the play ideas off of people, or did you find test groups? We or? had many play tests. Yeah. Many, many play tests. In fact, our wives probably, every time we had one, they would always roll their eyes and go, oh, another play test. play this game again. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, John and I basically just sat down and, and hashed out all of the game rules and details and everything like that. Did you keep like a, a spreadsheet of like... Yeah, um, yeah. Spreadsheet that had and any any idea was put in and then from that point, you know, refine it. And it if it's good enough, it stays. Cross-referencing all the Yeah, yeah we still have that spreadsheet too. Even yeah. as we develop the, the expansions to the game, we, we'll, we'll throw ideas up there, we'll throw concerns of... You know, we'll take it to an actual gaming store and invite gamers to play and take their input. And we've, we've, we've taken a lot of it and we've put it into the game and especially now with making the expansions, we try to get keep it similar but each expansion has its own theme and like what we can do to kind of change the rules to that expansion within the realm that we already created. And that's very hard to do, actually, when you have a crazy game like Two Cows or anything that happens. You want it to be mayhem, but you want it to be carefully orchestrated mayhem. 
on the back end anyway. So there's there's how many expansion packs now? What was the first expansion? Let's go through that. So you have the base game Shoot Cows. The right. first expansion is called Swine Foo. That's Foo, F-U. Uh, well, that's probably like, yeah. <laughs> Not F-L-U, we'll put it that way. <clears throat> so it's Kung Fu Pigs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the upcoming expansion is Chicken Pocalypse, which is... I hate that. Yeah, Floyd doesn't like chicken yeah, I, apocalypse I, I, because I hate it. I hate it. the chickens are pesky little. Understand teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> There's no teamwork when it's 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 literally literally like running through the yard trying to catch a chicken. That's that, what's fun that, about that, it. that multiplies. Yeah, that's like, that's what it's like. To use teamwork. To the chickens are self-populating. Just be glad we haven't brought buttons into it yet. Oh man, <laughs> they'd be even worse. And then the final expansion, which we just started uh, developing the initial ideas, playtest cards and ideas for, is called Goodbye Dolly. Uh, it's going to feature sheep. Uh, if your listeners are aware that the first sheep that they cloned, I believe in Scotland, was named Dolly. And so we're taking the uh, science fiction approach with this one and turning Dolly, instead of into just a cloned sheep, into a sheep that was experimented on scientifically and basically becomes the end boss to all of shoot cows uh, seriously strong, there's an yeah, end boss yeah strongest creature that there is that does horrible things to the to the players when she's at full strength that's, and we'll have to team up to kill it. that's yeah. like a, a a nod back to the what is it the 80s video games where there was always you played up to the end boss that's yeah. pretty cool that is pretty cool all right so what are the uh i know when we're at like still city con and we're selling it Corey in his sale pitch will usually walk through some of the pun intended characters i, I did kind of develop the sales pitch didn't I? yeah you yeah, did yeah. it's pretty cool because he'll you know he, he has a set sales pitch every pun is intended and he'll walk through some of the pun intended characters and explain them and it's pretty cool to see people now they can't see the cards so walk through some of your favorite pun intended characters Corey. oh i'm doing it yeah yeah um, well, how about I just do the sales pitch? <laughs> okay, everyone, you have your group of survivors. You're going through different territories and locations in Holstein City. Not only while you're going through Holstein City, you're going to find the zombie mutant cows. And not only that, you have cows that are intelligent, cows that have emotion. You have a bad mother heifer. She's very, very confused. You have the Jersey Jersey. He's watched a little too much Jersey Shore. He's very confused as well, but he's really such a jerk. Normally you when you have the cards in front. Yeah, of you. yeah normally I, you're flipping through the book and showing them the cards, and they're the looking Angus at this assassin. Like, yeah, the Angus assassin. He's he's taken some uh, some creeds from Assassin's Creed. As you're going through the different locations and getting new explore cards, you find weapons. You can have a rocket launcher. You can get the meat cleaver, which, of course, cows are going to be immediately terrified of and would never come near you. And along with the first expansion, you have swine food, which is exactly what it sounds like. The ninja pigs have come to help. What's the job? Come, to help, Van come Van to help the cows. Van Ham. Van Ham. Van Ham. Yeah. The pun is exactly how it sounds. Every pun is intentional, if you can't tell. There's been many, many hours spent staring in front of whatever you need to look at to get more puns. Usually a computer screen. Yes. I just usually, you know, do Google search and find what are the different breeds of this animal mm -hmm. that we're looking for. A-Shire Artillerers. Mm -hmm. Our Shire Artillerers. The Bombalo. 
All right, so where is Shoot Cows available? Where can I buy it at? How can I get it? Shoot Cows, primarily on Amazon Prime. I think most people would be able to find it there. You can also check us out at our website, miltonrow.moonfruit.com. Uh, we do a lot of our traffic through Facebook too, Facebook slash Shoot Cows CG as a card game. Any of those places you can easily find a spot to buy a copy of Shoot Cows and Swine Foo and soon Chicken Apocalypse. What is the shooting target date for the release of Chicken Apocalypse? Right now we are angling to have Chicken Apocalypse, at least in a small run, printed for uh, August, which is a big this year's convention season. Comic Con. You, 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 or you, Gen Con. Gen Con. You should, because you made up a lot of promises to everyone that came up and asked. Yeah, it's pretty common for a lot of people in this area we, we've kind of like we, we keep thinking we tap the market but we did really well but we have a lot of people come up and ask for chicken pocket oh yeah well, when we just release the new expansion it'll be good so now I know I was talking to John a while back and he was telling me about other games that you guys are working on and developing and you were telling me about the one that your kids made so and your your kids made one. So talk. I know we're going off to shoot cows, but that's fine. Talk about those. So well, um, my uh, my son for actually a school assignment, um, he was given a choice to do you know make a game for you know, the, the books that he's read or make a collage and stuff. And um, him being my son, uh, he decided to to make a game based off of uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, and uh, I was actually very impressed with how he did it. You know, each room is a different tile, and as you explore it, um, you kind of build the factory randomly every time. You know, so it doesn't, which is kind of cool, and goes along with the whole craziness of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And uh, you, every player plays a you know, one of the characters, one of the kids, and. Um, and they have stats, and as you go through, you draw cards that can have things happen, and um, that will most likely make you lose points. And once that character loses all of his points, he's out of the game, and the last person standing wins. And I thought it was just a, such a simple way to really capture the essence of the story. It wasn't just, you know, a cookie-cutter, Candyland-type game. You know, where it referenced the story. It, it actually took elements of, you know, the books. And that's something I'd really want to, you know, get through, you know, because my, you know, at the time, eight-year-old son came up with that idea. And with all the the stats and, and the uh, the rules and everything to it, and I thought it was a very, very clever little thing. So that's one of the games that we're looking to uh I want to get out in the next year or two, um, barring any, you know, rights for the originals. Uh, <laughs> um, if we can license Charlie the Chocolate Factory, that'd be if great. not, it'll just turn into, you know, the candy factory, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's that. Um, but the other one that's even more closer to coming to fruition is Fairies versus Monsters. Yeah. So <clears throat> my kids said. A couple of years ago, taken to collecting little, you know, plastic toys from the dollar store or whatever. My son had a bunch of monster toys, minotaurs and dragons and centaurs, and my daughter had a bunch of fairies and princesses and unicorns. And one rainy day, I was like, you know what? 
I make games. Let's make a game. And so my kids and I sat down and we just started writing down on note cards all the different characters and what they could do. And I let their imaginations sort of run wild uh, as far as what they wanted the characters to do. And then we put it all together in sort of a battle game, uh, like a you know the tactical side of Dungeons and Dragons where you have a map and you're maneuvering your characters around on the map and you're making them blast each other with magic spells it and you turn, like turn each other into frogs introductory to D&D oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or you know wargaming in general and uh, it uses polyhedral dice four sided, six sided and eight sided dice and they're color coded so that kids don't even have to know how to read to be able to play they just have to be able to count up to eight and so my kids were three and four when we developed it. They're five and six now. <clears throat> and uh, our goal is to get that. We are slated to do our first public playtesting at Gen Con in August of this year. Is it? What's the age group for, for that game? The target age group for that one would probably be four and up. Um, so how are you going to find a, like... Well, there were kids, maybe not four, but we could play test with, you know, any age of kid, really, or any adult. Age, okay, yeah. so there's going to be that it's age. It's mostly just to get the uh, mechanics hammered out. Like that. Oh, cool. And then the, the last game that we're really excited about is uh, a board game, a cooperative board game in the same vein as, like, a pandemic-style uh, game where you're working together to accomplish a uh, given goal. Um, and it's... It's inspired by the television show Leverage, so each player would take on the role of some kind of master criminal who's actually working against other criminals to accomplish something for the greater good. And it would consist of moving from room to room through a, some kind of high-tech facility and overcoming challenges and obstacles. That was not developed by one of our kids. No. Was a little bit more complicated. Uh, uh, the food has arrived, so we'll take a break. Yeah, we're going to pause for a minute. Yeah, the bacon apple pie is So, are, do you guys see... And you had mentioned Milton Rowe. That's the overarching company name. Yep. Milton Rowe Creative. So you guys want to end up doing more games and develop more games. <clears throat> yeah, like I said, we want to do an app-based version of Shoe Cows and... Maybe additional apps that aren't based on any of our board games, but are just standalone. Yeah, so we'd like to do get into electronic gaming at some point. John and I have also done a lot of other creative style work, acting, and John works in the film industry. So eventually, we'd also like to produce our own video slash television show slash movie project of, of any kind. Oh. <laughs> and Ben is an author. Yeah. So throw that out there. Yeah, we'll have to do a podcast about the book sometime. It'll be fun. There you go. All right, what would you guys say to, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have ideas for games or books or whatever, and they're like, oh, that'll never happen. So what would you guys say to encourage them to step out and do it? Well, I mean, they're already saying it's never happening. They're self-defeating themselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they have an idea, just do it. Yeah, that's um, really all there is to it. I mean, like we said, with Shoe Cows, like, it went through countless iterations before we finally got it to a point that we were happy with it. So, like, 
the first time you put your idea down on paper and play test it, it'll be broken. And just yeah. don't get discouraged. Just, you know, fix it here and there. Yeah. Don't be afraid to put it out there for criticism because that's what's going to make the game the best that it can be. Yeah, and that's, I think, a key among any creative field is that most creative folks tend towards being introverts and tend towards having a grand vision for what they've created and are very nervous about putting it in front of other people. And especially with a game that's a very interactive uh, sort of entertainment, you, you can't. You have to let other people play it, let other people tear it apart, break it down. It's the same way with writing. Because ultimately you want the game to be fun for people to play. So if you yeah. let them play it and they say, and they come back and be like, yeah, this is really fun, but I didn't like this part. This part I didn't, you know, like. And you know, and you may love something dearly that just ultimately has to go in order for the game to be playable, the book to be readable, that kind of thing. Do you guys ever see yourselves where not just creating your games, but where people who have game ideas come to you and say, hey, here's this game, I want you guys to produce it or we're a long way away from that I'd say just because we have a big stable of games that are going to take us years to get out the door anyway so to be to a point where we can confidently say yeah we'll produce your game means we would have to be you know up and running full bore as a company you know but selling lots of games and I able look forward to, to that take day. that step yeah I look forward to that day too <laughs> and it also mean their game would have to be better than anything we could conceive of making ourselves <laughs> for us to take the risk on. So, but I'm sure such ideas exist. Alright, so, final thoughts go to Corey. Because he's got a mouthful of food. <laughs> he's not wrong. During your uh, promo video, did, did, you, uh, did, you, did you enjoy giving a, a rocket launcher to a, to a five-year-old? How could you not? Yes. Actually, that was my daughter. And That's on fun. Facebook somewhere, right? Yeah, well, I want to put that on. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I really don't have any, uh, any, any comments. All right. Thank you, guys. I just want to point out we are officially legit. We've got actual, like, movie makers and game makers on the podcast. And more than six listeners. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>